And this is our plan of attack. Banks have become an essential threat to our democracy. So consider this justice. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station on the Internet. Please help support this station so this battle can continue forward. Revolution Radio! The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host... Welcome to Sacred Matrix, a divine paradigm of love and universal consciousness, with your host, Janet Kira Lesson and Dr. Sasha Lesson. Together, we transform the world. And now, here are your hosts, Janet Kira and Dr. Sasha Lesson. Everybody, and welcome to this show, The Sacred Matrix on Revolution Radio. And I'm your host, Janet Carelesson, with my co host, Dr. Sasha Ali Clisson. And our guests today are Penny Bradley and we're Will Glover, or Glover, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. We'll get the correct pronunciation in just a moment here. I'm going to pull up my page for today and read just a little bit about Will. And here we go. Um, we're talking about the Secret Space Program. This is an ongoing series here at uh, Revolution Radio on the Sacred Matrix and then over on our other show, Stargate the Cosmos, on Tuesday. And we're going to be doing this for a while because we have a lot of people that are coming forth that are in the Secret Space Program. So Will is a lifelong experiencer of alien and military abductions, and he's currently being used as an asset in the secret space programs, plural. His journey for understanding started two years ago after a couple of hypnotic regression sessions, partially uncovered, which partially uncovered his memory cap. He lives in rural Arkansas with too many dogs and chickens. So he's going to tell us about that. And of course, Penny Bradley has been with us many, many times in our shows, and uh, we adore Penny, and she's going to uh, help us facilitate this uh, process and getting the story out. Dr. Sasha Lesson, are you there? Uh, yes, yes, I Hello. am indeed. And uh, uh, listeners, uh, as we hear, there's something happening here. And what it is ain't exactly clear, but there's a man with a gun on his uh, side, and so you better listen up because something very, very heavy is is coming down here, and you're going to hear about it. And what's going to happen to some of you is uh, you are going to have your memories 
triggered. And it's okay if you let yourself, if this is the right time for you to remember in the amount that's right for you at this time in your existence, uh, let what Tomas and Penny and Will talk no, about. No, Will. Uh, Tomas isn't here today. It's just, it's just Will and Penny. Tomas was with okay. us last week. He'll be with us in a future episode. It's just Will but, and Penny today. But the whole point is, is as you hear these stories, you know, there is no other that Penny is you and uh, Will is you. We are all each other and we are such empathetic people that the coherent field that we form when we listen to these wise people uh, will take you to your own experiences. Don't be surprised. Okay, let's start with Penny. Say hi, Penny, and uh, tell us, how, how do you, you know, how did you find Will? How do you know Will? <clears throat> well, you'll find that most of us who are public in this community know each other. Um, Will has been mostly has been mostly with um, Denny Hunt and that crowd. And I had interacted with Denny for a while and then shifted more to Reality Brief and you guys. And along the way, Will contacted Reality Brief and Dawn from... from Don Piffalo made the connection between us. And we've been we've been talking in email for a while now and <clears throat> we've discovered we know each other in space. And um, Will has this ability that I've never seen in any of the rest of us. He is able to connect with that altar in real time and then telepathically put the picture that he sees in your head while he's telling you about it. <laughs> I've, I've never had anyone else do that to me. And it's like, wow, yes, you were there. Yes, that is me. And I was like, completely overwhelmed that that was just incredible wow that is amazing so so yes. he put it in your he put the imagery in your mind yeah he showed me myself on the bridge of a battleship we have discussed before that i serve as a navigator on a battleship and he mm -hmm. saw it he saw it clear as day. He was visiting the bridge and saw me and showed me me there from his perspective. And it was just, just, just blew me away. <laughs> it's, it's one thing to know you've done it, but to see yourself through somebody else's eyes there, it's like, wow. That is amazing. So, well, yeah. maybe he can do so, that on the show. <laughs> pardon my cussing, but he impressed the hell out of me. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Well, we're, we're going to go roundtable here after we bring on Will. 
And um, I'm going to start with Will and have him tell us who he is and some of his background for about um, 15 minutes or so. And then, of course, by that time, we're going to be jumping up and down and wanting to ask him questions. So, um, Will, are you there? Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much for having me. And uh, I really appreciate what Dr. Lesson said. Um, that was a great little prelude to this. So uh, thanks for having me on. Well, we are so excited to have you. So I guess uh, start from the beginning. How did you get involved in this uh, program? How did you become aware that you were involved in this program? I know a lot of people are in it and they don't realize until later. You said you did some hypnotic regression sessions. What drove you to go get a hypnotic regression session? You know, that type of thing. So we're just going to listen quietly while you uh, give us some background. Sure, sure. Uh, I had a lot of strange experiences as a kid, uh, but they weren't the kind of typical Hollywood alien experience. So I never, I just, I didn't, I didn't know what I was, what was happening. Uh, it's a lot of questions. And I just kind of been escape, just kind of running from it my entire life. And uh, I, I started seeing some weird, I, at a job, it was kind of a haunted place where I was working and I kept seeing things and then I'm not sure exactly what made me decide to go to go and get hypnosis, but I just was like, man, I'm doing this and got real passionate about it. And uh, yeah, it seemed to just kind of scratch the surface on things. And then honestly, it wasn't until I started, I had a lot of interesting visitors at work and it wasn't until then that kind of the targeting part that I really think that I was actually a part of this. I, I just had no... I just I, I didn't know what to make of what's going on. I thought I just had a very act, overactive imagination. Um, I, it, it just none of it really made sense. And then I got through the alien abductions stuff, and then I, that kind of led me to all the other things that happened to me during my childhood. So, so, so what happened with the uh, the alien abduction stuff? Let's go back a step. We're did this start in childhood? Um, well, kind of first, aliens. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 what I remember the first time I remember. Well, I that's not true. I used to see kind of shadow people. I mean, I, I, now looking back, it, it looks like a giant. I mean, it looks like a big reptilian. Uh, but I used to see those as a kid. I remember seeing those and being freaked out. Um, and then I had my first what I would call missing time abduction experience when I was four which I do remember. I mean, I remember, I remember being brought back. Uh, and, but I don't exactly in hypnosis. I recall the session, but the only thing I really remembered was playing in the, playing in the backyard and then being in the, in the, in the front yard when I was brought back. Uh, and there was a big, whenever they brought me back, well, I, I saw the ship that time. Um, but, it was also it, it caused a transformer to blow up too at the same time when I when I came back. So uh it kind of freaked out my family a little bit. It caused a transformer to blow up. Can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, well I Is that what you just said? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um I saw a, a it was like a it's kind of odd, a pink it looked like a pink slice of the sky. It was like a pink light and it looked like a slice of the sky, and then I saw a ship. It was a black triangular ship, but it, um, and that's, 
but it wasn't like a flat triangle. It actually had, it seemed more like it, more like a long pyramid on its side per se. Uh, but it was black, uh, definitely dark. And then the next thing I remembered, I was lying down in the front uh, yard and then there were sparks flying everywhere. Um, cause the transformer blew cause it, they dropped me off right by a transformer. So I, I, I don't know. What, oh, they dropped you off by a transformer. Yeah, they dropped me off whenever they found me. Like, I woke up on the ground, and it was close enough to a transformer that it blew. I mean, that's just... that. I remember that because it was pretty dramatic, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's wow. the first time, and then I had just... Uh, I used to see a... Um, uh, sorry, I'm getting a little triggered. I used to see a dragon-type blizzard face come out of the... Uh, every night, I would see a, a what I think now was a portal opening because it looked like a, one of my walls would turn into like a liquid or like a screen, and then I would see this face come through, and then I would... I, would, uh, I, I can't remember anything after that, but that was... I mean, I don't want to say nightly, but pretty much nightly. And and you called it like a dragon face lizard. You've yeah, seen, I mean, of course, the renditions on the internet of the different reptilian species. And I interacted with the dragon. I I haven't really heard of many people that have. So tell, can you tell me a little bit more about that? What makes you describe it as a dragon face? Uh, it's just longer, and it seems like there's horns on it. Um, uh, it's kind of smaller, short horns. Uh, it just looks kind of more like a traditional dragon face um, than it does mm-hmm. like a round reptilian face, per se. Uh, it has a longer s- snout. And it just, just the way of it seems more downward sloped. The whole face kind of comes toward, you know, kind of like upside down B or something uh, or just a V-shaped uh-huh. Um but it, you know, it used to, I mean, it, it's, it was uh, really, I mean, very strange. I didn't know what to make of it. Um, I mean, I do have some recalls of grays uh, during that time period also. Mm-hmm. So, so just, you don't remember anything that the dragon was um, communicating with you? Well, I, I had a lot of, uh, see, this is what since I don't have, I don't have full recall. So I don't, and, and mm-hmm. I, I presume I'm, well, I'm pretty sure that I'm still in the app, in the projects right now. So I don't, I, I don't have like a timeline and I don't, I, it's okay. it, it gets real, it gets real confusing to me. Cause I don't know if some of these experiences are on a 20 and back per se, or this was like a nightly abduction because um, I, I, I don't, it, it's really hard for me to tell. Um, it feels like whenever I was right, taken right. the dragon, I would then have these, I would be in these really strange places. Um, uh, and it wasn't actually the thing that really triggered me about it was uh, this guy talking about these cloning centers and doing all these hand to hand fighting as a child. Uh, and it was, he, was, he mentioned the, there was a crowd and he mentioned the, the, the sand and the, it was like a hockey ring type wall. It. And that's when he said that. That was like it. It just all these memories flooded me of, of being there, and that was a really hard place for me to be when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Tony talks about a similar ring when he was on Mars. So this is not unusual for SSP people to have this. So this is hand-to-hand -hand combat. You're learning how to... Because I'm going to bring on a person that learned how to uh, fight with swords and lightsabers. So, But this is part of your training, the hand-to-hand -hand combat. Yeah, that and correct? they're... That, and they're trying to... I mean, it seem more mental than... than I mean, they're, they're looking to make you brutal. They're looking to make you... They're looking to see who's the best killer. And they're looking... They're, mm -hmm. And they're, they're pushing you towards that. So how were yeah. you... How did you how, how did you rank? Were you any good at it or? I think I was probably a little too good at it. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, they they tend to make us be good, too good at it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I would yeah. I mean, it was it was. I mean, I had other experiences where I and I still don't know what this is, um, but I, I'm I'm scared to think what it might be anyways it's uh i have experiences with, uh, a lot of experiences i would see people die i would feel them die like i would be like in their body and i would feel their their death and i would have it would go all black and i would have to quit hanging on to living i'd have to like accept death in their body um uh, and i i don't know what that I don't know if that was some sort of training thing to get me to dissociate or were some sort of psychic thing that I was might have been causing that. I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's, like I said, that's, that's, that was, like I said, I don't know what that is. I really hope it's not the latter. I hope it's some sort of training mission or something because that was, mm -hmm. that was really hard on me as a kid. Sasha, do you have any questions or comments? Yeah, yeah, Will, if uh, you were to sort of get a, a feeling for the whole sum of your experiences uh, in, in, the, in the other sphere, so to speak, you know, like to, to extract from that so far, what do you take it if it was all arranged for you to have your mission in life, for you to accomplish what you're supposed to be accomplishing? What, what do you learn from all this contact? What, what's your mission? Uh, well, that's... That's that came a lot later, uh, and and that's that deals with well, I mean, it deals with another higher dimensional beings. Uh, it seems like I'm kind of a spy down here. Uh, say or some more about that. What, what, what is, like a spy. That. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm. I agreed to participate in all this because I'm reporting back to somebody else. Uh-huh. Oh, well, so what, what are you reporting? What, what's the report? Uh, I mean, I, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I, I, it's, it's hard for me to talk about this. Um, it, it, they seem to be some sort of, I mean, I, archange, archangels, some sort of angelic race of some sort. Um, I, 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 I tend not to ask questions about things. I, I kind of just take what they give me and I go by how I feel and the emotions by it. So, um, but yeah, these, these beings I've had a lot of contact with, and it seems like that's part of, uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm here to, yeah, report back on what, what's actually going on. And some of, I, it has to do with this whole free will balancing act 
thing going on. So, uh, wait, what is actually going on that you report on? What do you tell them? Uh, well, they just see through my eyes. It's not that I'm like writing a report down, like they're, I'm connected to them and they, they experiment. It's like they can check in with me. So what do you see through your eyes when they're checking in through your eyes? I don't, I mean, I might feel a presence. I don't, uh, I, I'm not sure it's, I, I, yeah, uh, it's, it's. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm getting a little. <laughs> That's okay. Take your um, time and. No, no, I just yeah. I don't know if I'm not supposed to talk about this stuff or not or whatever. I, I don't know what's uh, the secret or not. Did you dig yourself a hole, Will? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it basically, I'm. I mean, it's it's. I. I mean, I feel like in kind of an older soul that's kind of overlooking these things and kind of making sure that some. I mean, it seems like the original intent, if I may be so bold, is somewhat honored in all this. Uh, and it seems like there's forces from the universe that try to push things back on that track. And then there's beings that push us off that track. And it's, I seem to be, since I have so much experience with one side, I seem to be reporting to the other. Um, so that's kind of how I see it or I'm, what I'm working with right now. Well, what is the what is the preferred track? What track would uh, would be groovy by these? Uh, you know, that's uh, I think that's to be experienced and not and not known. I feel like that's the whole the whole game. Uh, and I definitely think that my little three D self is not going to know that big picture at all. Uh, that's that's something that we'll have to experience and we'll know it when we get there. I guess I'm not. <laughs> you know, I just I I just try to. I mean, a lot of just live, do what I feel is right, and and hopefully, you know, hopefully it works out. I'm not sure. Uh, anyways, all Thank right. You. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I've always had that sense that there's those that that I I I'm being protected from those that they aren't supposed to know where I am. So I, there's a sense, and I understand what you're talking about. It's just you get a, a sense of your mission or purpose or what's going on, but not a great, not a lot of clarity. But it does come over time. The more you get your memories back, and they will start, they will start flowing more and more. And then you've started this process. You're only well. I mean, years it's in the process. I guess it's scary because it's 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 the judgment of this world. I mean, that's that's the the scary part. Whether or not this is continued or not. So it's. You know, it's not really, I don't know, it's not that a fun topic. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's so, I mean, I don't even know why I'm laughing, uh, but it's, yeah, I mean, that's that's really the base of it is whether or not we continue this or not. So, I don't I mean, continue it's Continue, like this paradigm, this matrix, this. Yeah, like whether or not virtual this. Virtual reality. This 3D, the way it is right now, the way it's been set up, whether it continues or not. Mm-hmm. I've gotten that sense so, from ahead. the beings yeah. that, that I interact with as well. Um, I'm dealing with the Council of Five, and they are the Galactic Authority, and they are currently trying to stop the atrocities in space, 
which is interesting when I work for the people who are committing the atrocities in space. <laughs> so, yeah. But that, that goes into so the whole report, reporting it, you know, like we're, we're there experiencing it. So it's, you know, there's, we can, we have experience. We can tell firsthand what is going on, what's happening. So what can you tell us about what's going on? So you have this information. It's kind of cryptic. Well, that's, I mean, I'm literally telling you that as much as I get, I don't, <laughs> I really don't know. Like, I, it's not like yeah, I have no. okay. ambassadorship or anything like that at all. Uh, mm -hmm. It's, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, I, it's all I, if anything, I get like a knowing wink, you know, and that's about as much as I get. So I don't, you know, there's, for whatever, you know, we all have our roles to play down here. And I, I you know, I, I guess when we get what we get, you know. So right. to put, to put hey, some yeah, hey, what, on this. What, what, wait, Josh, let, let Penny speak and then your turn. Go ahead, Penny. Okay. To put some context in this, what is your job description in the programs? Uh, depends on which program you're talking about, because that seems like I have a couple of altars right now. And a Dark Fleet, it's, it's the one I saw you in. He's a pilot. Uh, there's another guy that's working for, seems like Navy, Space Navy. Uh, he seems to be captain or something like that. And then there's, I think I got one working for, uh, I, I, I don't know what these beings are, but it's they're not that great. Uh, I, I want to say an Anunnaki or something like that, but he's working uh, for that guy. Um, so that's, that's, that's what I know right now. Okay. Yeah, most of us are not diplomats or ambassadors where we know the big picture. We're nuts and bolts. We're pilots. We're soldiers on the ground. We're, I've, I've known people that what they did was guard spaceships when they were landed on a planet. That's their job description. Um, Tomas was a mechanic. These are real people in real jobs, just like you would have in real Earth-based military. We're, we're not the generals that know the big picture. We're the little guys that are trying to piece it together. Right. And I know, Penny, you've been working with a lot of people, and we're going to be doing more of this where you know we're just we're assembling the pieces of the puzzle so we don't have to have it on the show we're just like exploring it so um and it's good whatever comes is in the right time and well, uh, we're going to do I, this whole series we'll, we'll get more pieces over time go ahead i wanted to make that clear to your audience though that none yes. of us have the big picture so we're just we're just describing what we experienced and it fits mm -hmm. into the big picture, but it's not the big picture. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If, if, if you took somebody from several somebodies from World War II, say one from Guadalcanal and one from D-Day and one from invading Italy or a pilot from 
the Americans bombing Germany, you would get all these different stories and together you could piece it together and get an idea of what the situation was. But just because our details don't necessarily match up or we describe things a little differently doesn't mean that we're lying. It's just we had a different point of view. Right. And a lot of us that were taken are starseeds. So we do have different groups out there in the higher realms that we're reporting to. Sasha, you had a question or comment earlier. Let's go back. And uh, well, yeah. Uh, Will, you mentioned uh, killing uh, as part of your uh, job. Whom did you kill or what did you kill and why? And uh, what were the contexts? To the, those killings uh, in the arena was usually people around my age uh, type of situation the the psychic stuff it was the whole spectrum I mean it was all different types of people um, different types of dying sometimes <laughs> being shot sometimes being strangled sometimes just dying in a hospital bed um, yeah it was it was it just seemed to be all over the place. Uh, did, did you get killed too? Oh, all the time. And what was that? What? You know, we, we watched uh, Battlestar Galactic about when people come back, uh, they come back through it, it. It hurts for a while. It takes a while. What's it like to come back from getting killed? You know, I don't remember that. Uh, sometimes at the end of my missions, uh, I would, I, I never understood this, but I would, kind of just I would I guess I would explode it would be like I would feel like an electrical charge go down my hands and like a you know really stinging at my fingertips and then uh, I would see nothing but white light at that point so I don't know if I was self-destructing or what the hell was going on wow thank you thank you sure. that's very, very interesting Penny did you uh, die and come back what was that like for you? Uh, I died and came back a whole lot of times. And okay. what I see is different from what other people do because of what I am at soul level. I don't see the white light and the door and all that. I see it's a lake of liquid light and it's gold colored. And I would be there and they would be yanking me back. And like Will said, you get the tinglys all over. That's you re-entering your body. And usually I would be awake and alert. And the body, once the tinglys stopped, you feel really good because they fixed your body. But you have the memory of how you died. And it's, it's, it's not something easy to live with. Um, I've been killed by all kinds of different ways and most have been unpleasant. The, the nicer ones were fast and I didn't suffer. 
So how were you killed? Yeah, you know, uh, yeah and were, was you, were you ever deliberately killed in the way that Elena Ka talks about, where uh, uh, she had uh, some of her trainees killed just to see who would last the longest under different stress things? Oh, yeah, that's standard, that's standard policy there. Um, that's part. When, when I was describing to you guys, um, gosh, has it been? It was almost a year ago when I was describing to you how I was trained to have my psi abilities weaponized. That all involved killing me. And bringing me back. And if I didn't operate standards, I would be deliberately put in, a, in an electric chair and electrocuted. And I'd wake up in, in the regen tank uh, with the memory of having been electrocuted. So um, you learn that death is not an option. You learn that compliance with their demands is the only option. You learn that no matter how outrageous or morally repugnant what they want you to do is, they're just going to keep killing you over and over and over again until they get what they want. And you learn to do what you're told when you're told to do it without questioning. Well, I still questioned, and <clears throat> I know you didn't interview him, but the officer who purchased my contract from Kruger and brought me back to Nachtwaffen has shared with me some of what he saw in the file that Nachtwaffen sent him, and it was that I'm an excellent officer, but I have a tendency to question. I have a tendency to be violent when insulted and that I have a tendency to get attached in emotional relationships. And all of those were considered to be bad. So he was told flat out that he would be responsible for my behavior that I might be worth it, but that he would he would have to bear the brunt of it. So um, that's how I'm viewed there as as talented enough to be worth the trouble. But definitely a handful. So considering that considering that I'm a dissident on earth, that's Probably not to be ex un completely unexpected. He, he was like your parole officer. Um, yeah, he was kind of given the idea that he was my parole officer. Yes, that was the way he described it. And it was for me on earth listening to this from the human on earth person who is my commanding officer in one altar. It was, it was very humbling, um, disturbing, um, and gave me a different view of what I'm like out there. I'm not the same person there. Here I'm 
I've never injured anybody on purpose. And I go out of my way to do things for people. Um, I keep being told I'm the only famous person in this community that still takes private messages on Facebook that the rest of them have stopped talking to people. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, the me in space is different. I am very much a German officer there. <laughs> so, um, that knowing that I have that side to me and how blatant it was in my paperwork that was sent to the major was um, that was really a shock um, so uh, you know those things that are listed as uh, deleterious uh, traits uh, seem so admirable in, the, in life here in, in this dimension well they wanted my sigh abilities. They didn't want rebellion. And on earth, the me that lives here definitely has an ethical compass. And yeah. the me that lives there doesn't. So when I've been doing my, my alter reintegrations, I've been having to make sure that the me who lives on earth stays dominant because whenever I do the reintegration, there's always the possibility of the other altar ending up in charge instead of me. So I'm real careful to make sure I stay in charge because none of them have an ethical compass at right. all. Right, right, right. And they show you how to survive in a difficult situation, too. That's the other thing I hear. They did. They helped you survive in a difficult situation. They do help me survive in some difficult situations. I had an emotional meltdown a couple of weeks ago. Um, it, was, it was the result of five weeks of being taken every night to... The proper term is anti-telephoning. The descriptive term is traveling back in time to rescue people who had been killed. Um, you remember I talk about that I report to the Council of Five? Well, the Council, right. of, Five, the Council of Five has a military force, the real guardians, as opposed to the ones in the Marvel comics. <laughs> And um, they have been pushing back the German culture back towards the solar system. And, of course, the German high command basically said F you. And uh, so the Guardians have been destroying colonies. And so then the whole fleet and Kruger has been pitching in and the Draco have been pitching in, has been traveling back in time to rescue these people, and we don't have enough ships to do it. So we're losing about half of them. And I keep, the, because I 
because the German high command now knows that I have an altar that works with the Council of Five, they keep calling me in to debrief me, and I keep advising them to comply instead of fight. And they keep ignoring me. <clears throat> Even the Draco are afraid of the real guardians. What makes the Germans think they can win this? I mean, you know. <laughs> but um, we're losing a lot of people. And as the navigator. Now, this is, this is the altar that Will knows. As the, the navigator on the battleship. It's my job to take the entire ship into another dimension, travel through time and space, and pop us back into the proper position to rescue these people without anybody being in a bulkhead like happened with the Philadelphia experiment. Mm -hmm. And without being in a star or a planet or any of that, that's my job. Okay. It's not just me and it's not just the tech. It's me merged into the tech while I'm doing this. So, um, I've been doing a lot of traveling back in time over the last five weeks and what that does to the navigator is I end up with a concussion and they have to leave, they have to let me rest. And they hadn't been because they were losing so many people. And I just got to the point where I did a complete meltdown and the Draco were showing me compassion and they showed up. Oh, a week ago, no, two weeks ago. They showed up about two weeks ago. Yeah, and, and no, it was last week. It was just before our, our interview. They showed up and they, uh, they put me back together in a way where I'm emotionally stable. And that's helped a lot. And it was meant to be compassion on me, Penny, on Earth, because I was falling apart and it was affecting my productivity elsewhere. So, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there that, that my experience with the Draco is they can be a pain in the tukas, but they they do have compassion for those who are in their service. So the Draco, what did your Draco look like? Can you describe them? The, one that, the ones that you interact with? The ones that came to help me were Draco warriors. And they generally run from nine to 12 feet tall. They're usually brown. They have markings kind of like stripes. Um, they're dark brown. I've seen them in green, but these guys were brown. They don't have wings. Um, 
they kind of have a broad neck and they evolved from turtles, sea turtles, and they still kind of look like that. Do you have any artists' rep um, pictures of what they look like anywhere? No, I haven't. I have not been able to get an artist to draw what I see. They keep trying to draw what they think it should look like. Yeah. I've had a really hard time with artists. Um, if they have not actually also seen, then they don't want to draw what I saw. And I'm actually, I'm actually working on drawing them myself. Um, I'm half decent with colored pencils. I'll just have to photograph it to put it online. Mm -hmm. Well, what about you, Will? Um, besides the dragon, what other species? You mentioned the greys a little bit. What species do you recall working with? And were you on Mars? Were you on a ship in space? Where were you located? Do you recall that at all? Uh, most of my clear memories or recalls are from childhood. Uh, so that's, and I would have these strange experiences where I would be in a classroom setting and there was a lot of times there were blue really tall blue beings uh, there, um, which I don't hear anyone really talk about that much, but they were uh, very large blue beings uh, wearing military uh, attire or like a uniform, or you would consider a military uniform. And uh, that was, I had a lot of those classroom dreams as a kid. And a lot of times I would always, I was always trying to escape the classroom because there was never a teacher there or a lot of times there wasn't. And I would just, Everybody's all staring up, just staring straight ahead. And I would always try to leave because I didn't understand what we were doing. And uh -huh. anyways, sometimes I'd go outside and it would be not even close to where I'm from, you know, and it would be like, you know, a very wintry scene with ice and everything everywhere. Or one time I remember leaving the building and it was, it was like a lavender sky with two moons. So I, I don't, um, uh, I definitely had those experiences, but I don't have like where I was stationed on Mars and stayed there for a while. I, most of my memories are from ships. Right. They weren't saying, welcome to Mars. <laughs> you didn't know where yeah. you were. You just, I get a lot of that too. I don't know where I'm at, but I'm somewhere and it's not here. I get a yeah. lot of, well, that's, this isn't earth. You're not on earth. You're not in Kansas anymore. Have yeah. you ever seen any uh, online, any artist renditions of what your blue beings look like? Even somebody else? Or a lot of times you'll if you do a search, you'll find other people are, have uh, seen what you've seen or it's similar. Um, are they humanoid, your blue beings? They're, 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 they're human. They're, they're human. They have whites. Um, they, I mean, I've seen some fantasy characters that kind of look like it. You know, they're uh -huh. white-haired blue beings. Uh, I don't remember their eye color, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, but that was, and like I said, I was a kid, so I don't really know how big they were. They seemed gigantic, but, you know, you're a kid, so you don't, I don't really know exactly how tall they were. But they definitely seemed at least eight or nine foot tall. They were definitely bigger than the average human, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no one ever seemed to notice them except for me, and I didn't understand. I was like, what? You know, it always kind of freaked me out seeing these odd-looking people there. 
Um, I mean, now later recently, I've had way more experiences with. I'm mean, gonna many different ex many different races, many different races. Uh, like the, a lot of reptilians, uh, and I've seen the Nordics. I've seen the old craggly grays that grays seem to be super old i've seen them i, I mean it's I, i've seen quite a bit uh but that's kind of a separate it's not those aren't necessarily within a mission those are kind of more astral contacts mm -hmm. right sometimes we see things astrally but you're still seeing them and you're seeing them in your your mind's eye sometimes. Sometimes you see them with your 3D eyes. Well, I have I have interactions with them, so it's something's going on. I'm, I definitely don't feel like I'm putting words into their mouth or anything like that, or even trying to imagine them in any way at all. Uh, so I, mm -hmm. I don't. I definitely am I'm a novice, a beginner novice at this astral stuff. I don't. Um, I'm you know I'm trying my best here. <laughs> it just seems like right. When I got my memory cap knocked off, it seemed like I was open to all that, and it 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 was quite the it was quite the ride for there for a couple months. So, uh, Penny, you've talked. Will what? How do you to correlate your stories? Where do they match? You mentioned something about it, some shared things or things that jive together. Well. His general description of Kruger, I, I have had at least two alters in Kruger. So one is a cyborg that pilots a shuttle, and the other one is now in Nachtwaffen. So we have that shared experience. And then, then being on the battleship together. So... So tell us about the battleship. The battleship is the main, I can't remember the name of it, so I just call it the battleship. It's part of the main SS Armada that is in charge of protecting the colonies. It's, it's not in the solar system, it's out in the arm, and we're operating in the Sagittarius arm of the Milky Way, and we have colonies all the way to the rim. So it's, it's strung out this whole huge area. There's a system of jump gates that go from star to star to star through the whole thing, there are a few places where you can go maybe a quarter of the length of the arm in one jump. But most of them are hops. You hop from star to star to star through these jump gates. And if you really want to do something major, like go clear from Earth to the rim, then you're talking about... You have to use the warp drive plus the navigator's ability and go interdimensional and then come back. And when you do that, there's always 
the possibility of coming back inside a star. And our shielding will handle a lot of things, but if, it, if it's a star like the sun, it'll handle it fine. If it's a star like Betelgeuse, it won't. So you have to be careful and protect your ship and protect your crew and any passengers or cargo. And it's, it's a big, it's really hard on the navigator. And what's the difference between our sun and the Betelgeuse sun? That it's different that you have to watch out for. A magnitude of about a million. Um, our sun is is actually one of the smaller ones, and mm-hmm. Betelgeuse is one of the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a magnitude, not of hundreds or thousands, but in the millions. It's so much bigger. It's just incredible. Most of the stars that we can see from Earth are within a relatively short distance in the Sagittarius arm. And most of them that we can see from Earth are rather large, large stars. Um, The only ones that, well, Sirius is is bright in the sky because it's nearby. Um, Sol, which is the name of our star, Sol is actually Sirius D, so it's, <clears throat> people think that Sirius only has one or two stars, but no, it has four, and they do this dance around each other, and that's why our legends talk about there being a second sun in the sky, it's because it's Sirius, mm-hmm. and that's why the Egyptians, at least, probably others also kept track of when the Sirius rising was because will orbit soul orbits around it around Sirius A and uh, so the navigator has to keep track of all that where you're going what's in the way what the possible um, problems would be and make sure that the space critters are not sucking off the engines while you're doing it. So I'm not kidding. The space critters are like are like jellyfish and manta rays, and they'll grab a hold of a ship and they'll just suck it dry. I I got it. I uh, it was funny. I kind of got that one. <laughs> that's why I was laughing. It's like that's right. <laughs> There's space critters. The space critter. Um, Space is like an ocean. It has it has ion streams and channels, and there are critters out there that have evolved to eat it. And in fact, Mm -hmm. the pilot for Next Generation showed these space critters in it. Um, They showed the ones that look like jellyfish. Mm-hmm. So um, that was soft disclosure there. Mm-hmm. But they can be a real problem for a ship. Okay, we're on a commercial break. We'll be back in five minutes. 
Christian Radio at freedomslips.com. We'll be right back after this message. Some more speed records in this day and age. You need coverage. Coverage? Oh, you mean them little root weevils that crawl around popping off cameras in your face? Those root weevils write history. Many of you know that quote by Jack Nicholson and a few good men. You can't handle the truth. Well, you can, and Event Horizons will give you those truths. When you're mad as hell and not going to take it anymore from that memorable scene in Network, you'll know just what to do. We will draw you in and become your news addiction at Event Horizons. Join us Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Time at freedomslips.com. Revolution Radio. Our world team members are Dennis Fetcho, John Ilias, David Dunger, Hila Cass, MD, Melanie Richen, Jim Mars, Paula Harris, John Trallo, Maria Payan, Christopher Husser, DODDS, Jonathan Orchard, and me, your anchor, Dr. Robin Falco. If uh, you decide not to volunteer, it will not be held against you in any way. Sounds dangerous. It is. Very dangerous. Count me in. That's right here. Revolution Radio. Freedomslips.com. Where information never sleeps. Is your data safe? Do you have the necessary information to assist you in confidently living through just about any survival situation? Is survival and gardening, off-grid living, medical knowledge, or even natural or man-made EMPs on your list of personal concerns? Do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is? Well, check out our preloaded EMP-proof thumb drive. Over 3 gigs of survival documents and how-tos, plus the USDA offline food preservation website, and much, much more, including a surprise bonus we just can't tell you about here. With plenty of room left over to store your most important documents. Imagine if a mega virus or a computer failure took out your bank, or all the banks for that matter. Are your banking records safe in your hands so when they get things fixed and repaired, you can say, hey, look, this is what I had. You have it. I want it back. Is your personal data safe? Family records? Addresses? phone numbers we'll squeeze on over to freedomslips.com yes that's www.freedomslips.com click the banner on the homepage for the emp proof bullet drive to get the full scoop of everything that we offer so folks keep your data safe for your peace of mind revolution radio freedomslips.com you don't need to expect us we're already here A visiting Syrian diplomat reported today that their population is evolving rapidly and advancing into a fifth-dimensional consciousness. They are seeking peace with all cosmic cultures, which may mean that the Earth will be asked to join the prestigious Galactic Federation of Light Alliances. Please join Debbie West and Michael Hathaway on Lost Knowledge. 
Saturdays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in Studio A for the latest breaking news on the Star Visitor's peaceful contact and the ongoing project of cleansing the Earth. This is the people's war. It is our war. We are the fighters. Fight it then. Fight it with all that is in us. And may God defend the right. Warning! Warning! We gotta stop us! They're gonna kill us all! See how the trouble you've started? Be they the government, be they industry, be they organized labor, be they anyone, or human beings! When the operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart, that you can't take part, you can't even passively take part, and you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, by all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop, and you've got to win the day to the people who run it, to the people who own it, that unless you're free, the machine will be prevented from working at all. Revolution Radio of FreedomSlips.com, the number one listener-supported talk radio station, throwing ourselves upon the gears of the machine. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. You call down the thunder, well now you've got it. Right. You tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! Revolution Opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. Aloha and welcome back to Sacred Matrix with Janet Kira Lesson, your host, and Dr. Sasha Alex Lesson, and Thomas Becker, our producer, and guests today are Will Glover and Penny Bradley, and they are both in the Secret Space program. Before we get back to our show, I'd like to remind everybody to please go over to that donation button on revolution.radio and make your donation because we really need your donations to keep shows like ours and the other shows on Revolution Radio 
I don't know how many there are now, but there's a lot of shows, Studio A and Studio B, and we need your support. A mad painter, Thomas Becker. Where are we in our fundraising total for this month? Uh, we need $28.50, and we have $12.80, and we need $80 before Wednesday, so please donate, folks. Yes, please. We have a please, bill that comes due on Wednesday, and, and it, we need $80 more to cover it. All righty. Head over there now and do that. Okay, before we get back to our show, Dr. Lesson, Sasha. Yeah. Okay, so so uh, yeah, I would oh, like to you just you know, everybody know that the streaming that we're doing, the kind of radio this is, this is the future. We're not being controlled by the media or the or the Russians or anybody else. This is a chance to blow your mind and get the spiritual dimension and to understand the conspiracy that's going down in this place and everything. But okay, so about our speakers today, we just were talking about uh, Penny was talking about what a navigator's got to do. Uh, uh, so that they don't wind up inside Betelgeuse all sizzle and stuff like that. But And so, you know, Will, you said you're a pilot. Well, you know, it looks like Penny's doing all the work. What the heck does a pilot do in this kind of uh, craft? What, what's, what's your job, and how, how do you work with Penny? Uh, well, I, Penny drives the big ships. I just drive a puddle jumper. I mean, I don't drive a, a – uh, I mean, I don't fly a, a big ship – the only reason I even know that I'm a pilot is because she was mentioning the the cybernetic, uh, I, I don't even know what, I guess, extension that they put on your on your spine. And then she said that, and I was like, oh, that's what that is that I've been feeling all those years. And, um, and then she mentioned her altar, and I just, I just happened to see her at that, at that time. That, that, was, that was really a kind of a – I've had other experiences with – so, sorry to answer your question. We do the same thing that Penny was describing, uh, pulling things through wormholes. It's just uh, on a, just a smaller scale. How do you do that? Are you sitting in a chair? Do you hold a, 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 a joystick? Or uh, do you, uh, what, is there a display in front of your eyes? How does it work, man? Uh, for me, it's there's an apparatus that comes from the ceiling that I put over my head or over my eyes and most of my head. And uh, at that point, you're kind of given the, as you can see, 360 pretty much. Uh, it, you're, you're basically sharing your consciousness with the ship. Uh, so you have this kind of dual, not, it's not even dual. I mean, you're literally with the ship. You're, you see as this, you see with the ship sensors and you basically, you, Create a portal. You create a portal, and you just push it through. Um, so, so can you slow that down? What's it like, uh, step by step, to create a portal and push through? Uh, it's more just you picture your mind. Uh, you picture the place where you want to go in your mind, and uh, with the help of the the ship, it basically charges that thought, feeling, emotion into reality, and then you end up there. So you don't have to chart stuff like they did in, 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 the, in the chart room in Galactica? You don't have to – or do mathematics and stuff like that? Uh, no, no. Your subconscious pretty much like in, in the scene, if you can – if the route is unclear, then the route is unclear. You have to – and you won't you – won't, you have to have this certain type of clarity before it will work. Uh, it's kind of hard oh. to 
explain. It's just something uh, where you're hooked into the ship's computer. It does all the calculations. Yeah, that's see, I, I didn't even know that. I mean, that's that makes total sense. So is the ship alive? Is the ship conscious? Is it alive? Yes. I've, I've interacted with, you know, the ships and they're alive. Can you explain yes. that? The, the computers are made from human neurons that are taken from various folks that are in the programs. They thought that they could make it where there wouldn't be a psychic connection between the various hosts by using the, using the neurons from different people, but it didn't work. What ended up happening was they made these computers out of neurons, and we were not consulted about it. And um, they're basically quantum computers, but they're made out of human neurons. And there are six people per computer who have donated unwillingly their DNA towards creating these computers. And I know this because I'm one of the people that they chose for at least one of these computers and the, and the thing talks to me in my head. Um, that, was, that was a disturbing experience when it first happened, but I've gotten used to it. So um, they chose people who had abilities that they thought needed to be interfaced. So if you have a computer on a regular ship, then that computer needs to be aware of what the, the navigator does and what the gunner does and what the mechanics are capable of. And all of these things have to be worked together. And the, machine, the, the computer is sentient. And so you're picking up a lot of that when you're reading them. You're picking up the sentience from the computer. And the computer is hardwired into the whole ship. Now, some of the ET ships are actually grown. They are, for lack of a better term, they're space animals. And they're grown and converted into ships. And then one of these sentient computers is installed into it. So um, there's a lot of stuff out there that is completely beyond what humanity can wrap their head around. Mm -hmm. um, what was it? Um, I believe it was Babylon 5. One of the five races represented there. All of their, the Vorlons, I think, their ships were sentient animals. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that, that tech is out there. I can, yeah. I can, I can, I can, I can back her up. On that too, there's. Uh, I have a DNA connection with my ship also. Now, the ship where I served for 25 years, that as Lieutenant Valkyren, um, 
That one, I had a chip behind my left ear that connected me to the ship's computer, where I was basically like a computer monitor for the ship, even when I was off duty. And I was not allowed off the ship the entire 25 years I served on it. So, um, that was, that was punishment because I had become attached during an emotional affair. So being attached is not acceptable in Nachtwaffen. You are supposed to Relieve your animal urges without having any kind of emotional attachment. Well, that's impossible. That's impossible. <laughs> um, that's the standard out there. And they it's do put us... <laughs> they still They put us through disassociation on purpose to... to that's one of... The things they do is you're not supposed to have, you're not supposed to have connections to each other. You're not, you know, I don't know what the civilian life is there because I was, because of my psychic abilities, I was considered too dangerous to be among the civilians. So I have no idea what their expectations of civilians are. I can only tell you their expectations of the military. Wow. So we're supposed to you know, engage in all of this animal-like behavior and, and not have any emotions about, emotional attachments at all. Which doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work um, at all. And, and then they tell us that we have to do sex magic with somebody and they'll just assign us to that person. And, and I mean, you guys teach Tantra. You know what sex magic is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, know. Mm -hmm. you know, so you're, you're expected to be able to do that with a complete total stranger at, at just, okay, we want this. Mm -hmm. so it's, it's, it's not an easy life out there for the military. And that this is something that is imposed on children that have been kidnapped is just incredibly wrong. So, Penny, you were in like a 60 and back. Will, were you in a, a 20 and back, or how long were you there? How were you in, I'm, in I'm still program? there. And you're still in yeah. it, right? Right. <laughs> there. I don't, I got, that's why I don't have like the clear, like, oh, this is when I left on my 20 and back and came back. I, I don't, I have no idea. I really don't. Uh, I, it is only really the last couple months that it, I finally accepted the fact that, okay, I have active alters, as in, things that are, you know, they're mm -hmm. active right now. And that's, it, it's taken me, I mean, a couple of years just to even wrap my head around that. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, I, so I made, have no made way a lot more sense when I realized that I'm still active. I'm right. still active in so all Penny, too. And you're still active. Right. So, Will, for you, how do you know you've been taken or you've had an experience? I mean, right now. Uh, yeah, in your current usually, life. Yes. Usually, I wake, usually, I wake up with marks uh, on me most of the time. Uh 
Uh, I mean, just yesterday I woke up with a spot on my forehead, a spot on the nose, side of the nose that I, you know, even my mom remarked that she's, she's like, when did you break your nose? And I'm like, I didn't break my nose. Anyways, uh, so that's been recent. That's in a couple of years ago, I got, I had some really, really egregious marks on my back from something. And that's, mm-hmm. so yeah, sometimes I get. So you're saying it's a spot. You have a spot. What's, it, what's that look like a spot? Um, I want to interrupt here. I've seen the photographs of these egregious marks that he talks about. Oh, he, uh-huh. he had burns with blisters a half inch up from his body. Oh my God. These are horrid. If he didn't have severe scarring from this, I don't know how he didn't. I still have scars. No, I still have scars from him. No, that's, so do you now, remember anything? What was going on that you have all these? Well, it was right. It was right after my second, right after my second hypno, uh, hypnosis session, and uh huh. I had a usually the abduction dreams. I'm usually there's always somebody guiding me. There's always some sort of you know, like there's a gray right by you. Or there's always something right there. Now I, I was on a ship by myself walking down a corridor, and I was like, "Whoa, this is really weird. I've never." had this experience before uh and then that's then the next day i was sorry the next morning i was fine and uh well no that's when i woke up to the black helicopters and then the night after that that's that that next morning is when i woke up with all the marks so yeah that was that was a doubt like i said i was just awakening and then I, i had these crazy marks on my back and i'm like Okay, something is obviously going on here, uh, and so that was that was you know it was this weird thing where I was like basically crying because I got burned so bad. But part of me was like, oh wow, this is actually really happening. You know, this isn't just something in my mind or oh like this is this is really intense. Anyway, it was a really weird time for me. So they're taking you physically. You're not going astrally. I think I get both of it. You get both, yeah. And Penny, are you physically taken or astrally taken? I'm physically taken and returned the same night. But while I'm gone, it may be 60, 60 years. I don't think I've had any short ones. It's something about your genetics if you're capable of going 60 years, they're going to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And um, I know a couple of them. <clears throat> well, when I go to serve with Kruger or Nachtwaffen, I'm gone physically and brought back. But when the others pick me up, it may be astrally. Um I know I'm picked up by the Draco for report. I know I'm picked up by the U.S. Navy for report. I know I'm picked up by the Council of Five for report. Now the German High Command is picking me up for report. And the CIA will pick me up to beat the hell out of me. Just because. (laughs) <laughs> just because I'm talking and they don't like that. 
so I hate when they do that. God. Uh, <laughs> why don't they just kill you? You're talking. So everybody's um, well, if I come out, they're going to kill me. Um, they've tried to kill me and were unable to. And so they picked me up and beat the crap out of me just to prove they still have power. Um, they, uh, I've been shot at 10 times now and nobody knows why I'm still here because some of those weapons are supposed to be fatal and they didn't kill me and I don't know why. So. Cause you're like, more powerful dead than alive. So they want to keep you alive. That That's may what be. I got. When I asked them, I asked them, why, why didn't you, why don't you just kill me? And they, no, you're, we got to keep you alive. You're too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was what the Draco said was why they fixed me emotionally was I had too much personal power to be allowed to be un emotionally unstable. <laughs> right. <laughs> so keep you pacified at all costs. Keep keep me stable and rational because I'm too dangerous when I'm not. So So Will, do you have a relationship? I think they send people in your life to be like your relationship, Penny. So you've got uh, they seem people to be your handler. Oh, okay. The current partner I have is actually my protector. He's not a handler because he was a shaman, not a CIA plant. And right. my shaman is helping me with the, the soul fragment retrieval. That's what they call it. Or in what I call it, alter reintegration. And when you do that, you go into this shamanic trance and you call in your altars. And you have to make sure that it's actually you. <laughs> because there are pretenders out there that will show up and try to take you over. And there have been a couple of times I've ended up in trouble and he's had to go in trance and rescue me. So I'm very thankful that he's here working with me. And I've been contacted in private message on Facebook about him. He's not in business. He doesn't do this for just anybody and everybody. And for what he does with me, he has to be with you physically. So this isn't something that, that he can just do for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make that clear. He's not he's not in business. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean Okay. You well, do you have I, any questions for uh, Will I want to know if you have any questions for Penny and Penny, do you have any questions for Will? Uh, I mean not off the top of my head, uh we we know we're kind of in contact, so I get to I get to ask my questions, you know, through our email. Uh, I, I I actually, you know, that was the first that I heard that that you had actually seen that vision that I 
had of of your altar. So I really appreciate you sharing that. That, that actually really and really touched me. So I appreciate that. You you mean I forgot to tell you that happened? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't know that you'd actually had that experience. Oh yeah, when when you were telling me about about your altar there, winking at me, it was like I saw it. It was wow. <laughs> and and you said she gave you the evil eye, and I no, it was a drop dead look. And I said, oh, no, if she had given you a drop-dead look, you would have been dead. <laughs> um, she She's back to being a shavetail because she killed her commander. Um, I don't know what she was in trouble for. Will might, but I don't. But she, in the process of being given a dressing down... The commanding officer called her a misgivert one time too many, and she just lost her temper and fried his brain inside his head, and then picked his body up, hauled him down to the hospital unit, and said, put him in the region, and they did, and she, she got... She got a court-martial, and I piggybacked her during the court-martial, and she, her defense was that he had dishonored her as a junior officer, and that it wasn't murder because she knew he would go in the regen tank. And she was found guilty and executed and then regenerated herself. So... She also got demoted because she had been a captain and had been kicked back down to Shavetail, first lieutenant. Um, Nachtwaffen uses Air Force ranks. You should probably know that. Um, Solar Warden uses Navy ranks. So... And, and what's the reason behind that? Because Nachtwaffen came out, came out of the Luftwaffe, which is Air Force, and Solar Warden is American and came out of the U.S. Navy. So they used Navy ranks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it... It's wh what branch you came out of. What branch you came out of? The, gotcha. new, the, new, the new Space Force Go is going to be considered Air Force, so they will have Air Force ranks, too. Mm -hmm. What do you know about this uh, Space Force? Is that something already existing that they're just renaming? or? I I think it's what Corey Good calls the Earth Defense Force, which was already Air Force, and that they're going to be expanded. But I think they're going to use it as an excuse to hide us. To hide you? Yeah. 70 years of humanity? 
on that decision. Oh, 70 years of kidnapping kids, that, that's major crimes. Right, yes. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that, the 70 years of kidnapping kids. Well, it started... Are there several programs of kidnapping? Are they using uh, kids... Like, you, you're, you're coming back to tell the tale. Are there some that never tell the tale? They just disappear forever? Yes. Most of them disappear forever. Yeah. Um, they, mm -hmm. kid, they kidnap kids for lots of things. And those with the genetics to go into space are the ones that get to come back. The rest of them don't. They're kidnapped for the adrenochrome trade. They're kidnapped for sex slavery. They're kidnapped for regular slavery on Earth. They're kidnapped for regular slavery in space, for sex slavery in space, for turning into cyborgs and being sold to ETs, um, for manning the various black ops that make up the space programs, plural. Um, some of the kids that are turned into super soldiers are only used on Earth, and those have been being reported seen in Syria during the war there um, as part of the American forces. So this... The folks that are being taken are not always being used in space. And the ones that are being used in space are not always just used in space. Some of them are used on Earth. There are reports of Putin and Russia having a war with, with Anunnaki. Um, that from the descriptions, I think he's having a war with super soldiers. Um, what else is going on? So this is, this is an entire spectrum of uses for kids that are kidnapped. And most of them are never returned to their parents. It, it's the last figures I saw were 8 million children a year disappear from the United States alone and are never seen again. It's almost, almost a million a year in the United Kingdom. It's not just America. It's all over the planet. And it, it's horrific. And like the kids from, from the areas where there are war, those, they can just disappear and nobody will even know they're missing. Right. But they they pick you up and they test your genetics before they before they do anything else to you. And if you have the genetics to survive in space, that's where they take you first. So tell us more about that. You're saying genetics to survive in space. What does it take to survive in space? It takes being able to live without the sun. Um, so you, you end up with vitamin D, vitamin D deficiencies. You have to be able mm -hmm. to survive without the, the 
energy field that goes with Earth. So you're completely disconnected from Gaia. Um, and there's no way to duplicate that in a ship. You have, so what they've been doing is trying to duplicate the Schumann's residence on ships. And they've had varying degrees of success with that. Um, you have to be able to survive constant interaction with ET races, some of which are very different looking. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to be able to tolerate being around telepathy 24-7. You have to be able to deal with being connected into a computer, which may or may not be sentient on its own. You, you never have a thought of your own. You're never alone in your head. They're constantly monitoring you. And if you have a thought that they don't like, they'll give you a seizure. And if you have a lot of thoughts they don't like, they'll kill you. It's You're required to kill beings that you have no reason to kill. You're required to torture things that there's no reason to, there's no rational reason for 90% of the stuff we do. Um, and it's, it's a very controlled, militarized life. And it's not easy to live that way. Right. It, it goes against almost everything that the human animal is, is evolved to do. Sasha, where are you? Haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, yeah, I, um, uh, Penny, I would like to really know some more about uh, uh, the, uh, the time uh, police. Uh, one of my informants who's an Air Force a general said he would get orders to, to intervene in time, in particular, one case, a, a Dapa, who had, uh, was a, a hybrid, uh, a son of, of Enki, uh, the chief scientist, uh, basically had gone rogue, and his son had, uh, in, in, was invading Han, China, and uh, uh, this, this guy, he was a colonel at the time, was sent back to intervene and, and so forth. And he, and he alluded to, and this confirmed a lot of those things that you were saying about Someone has control of the uh, of fiddling and counterfiddling with time. Some kind of time police uh, with really efficient weaponry that that can do things. Could you tell us some more about that? Well, when you mess with time, you mess with more than just what you think you're messing with. Um, timelines are sentient, so. You can change a certain amount of stuff, and it'll stay changed. But if you change too much, the timeline itself will switch it back because it's sentient and knows you're, you're messing with it. Um, that's, a, that's a big enlightenment for most people, that the timeline is actually sentient. Um, most people that I interact with have their this screwball notion that I'm working in another timeline 
when I'm in space. That's not true. I'm working in another physical section of the same timeline. And I'm cheating the timeline by being in more than one place at the same time. And that's only possible because we have time travel. Now, a lot of the preconceived ideas that people have about time are wrong. It's just another dimension like length and width and breadth, depth. It's just another dimension. And it kind of curls. And there are places in it where that, that there really are options and then it'll split off and make a new timeline off of them based on how extreme the answers are. Uh, we're on the verge of one now. The decision between whether we are going to do becoming a galactic level zero civilization or staying with slavery that is the big the big question we're facing a split in the timeline coming up and it will be sometime in the next 5 years that this split is going to take place and there will actually be a new sentient timeline created. And, you know, looking at this and going, whoa. Okay, the time police. The time police are not in the timeline. They are outside the timeline. Can you explain what a time police, what they are? What, what do you mean by time police? What are they? They are sentient beings that are not from this timeline. They are from outside it. Um, Historically, we have called them the Fates, or the Norn, or the Weavers, or the Spinners, and they have basically made sure that the timeline had help keeping its path. When and they have the ability to pop in and out. So most of the time they're on the outside, but they can pop into the timeline without incarnating. And they do have some pretty nasty weapons and they will put a stop to people that are deliberately time traveling to change things. There are consequences to a lot of that behavior that affect more than just Earth and will affect 
to varying degrees, the whole galaxy. And so these are the folks that take care of it. That's cool. <laughs> so they keep everything on track. And they shut down what do they nuclear look like? Facilities. Go ahead, Sash. Right, these are the ones that shut down the nukes when they're uh, uh, just to show us, and you can't do this, we're not going to let you do it. Yeah. Whenever you start messing with nuclear, nuclear energies, you don't just mess up this timeline, you mess up all of them around you. It makes a, it makes like, it's like bread mold. It doesn't just stay where it starts. It goes everywhere. And <laughs> from the, I've been shown visions from, by the Time Lords where they have had to pinch off a timeline that had a nuclear war to keep that from spreading into the rest of realities. And they usually take that timeline that they pinched off and weave it into the one next to it so that those beings have continuance. Wow, that sounds interesting. But yeah, you learn things whenever you're going into interdimensionally to travel. There's lots of other worlds out there, and they're peopled. <laughs> and like I should last, people is is not humans. It includes right. humans, yeah, we, but it's lots of other beings. So, well, coming down uh, about the last, what is it, 43? Yeah, we've got about 12, 12 to 15 minutes left. Uh, what would we like to cover? Uh, Will, would you like to add some things from your story that we're missing that we need to know? <clears throat> well, I can, uh, from not SSP-related, well, kind of SSP-related, I, I definitely, I mean, I've had meetings as my naval officer person with some of the Time Lords, uh, so yeah, I can, can concur with some of that. So tell us about the meeting. What do you mean you had meetings with them? What was the purpose of the meetings? Mm -hmm. I, I uh, unfortunately I'm not involved enough. I, I can never remember the audio. Uh, I can just basically okay. like you're saying piggyback. I can I'm I'm there for the meeting. I can pick up the emotions and kind of my general attitude of what's going on. Uh, but I don't really get I, I don't get the the juicy bits. I just get kind of a general theme of what's going on. And there's definitely I got I, I had one which I was arguing with one of these guys and was not very happy with uh, with the, what they had decided. So um, it seems to be kind of a fluid thing uh, where it's not, you know, things are, uh, well, these things are happening. It's like Penny said, that there's, we're kind of coming up to a crunch point. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. So you're, you're kind of goes back to what I was talking about, where there's like the people putting on a certain path, and then some that are taking it off, and those the uh, the, the time police definitely play a role in that same movement. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Sasha. Um, okay. Uh, we, you know, one of the big questions. What's the matter with my mic here? It's doing. Are, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay. You're fine. Okay, so here, here. Yes, you know, when we say the main, uh, uh, Penny, I think was saying uh, the uh, one of the biggest obstacles to uh, uh, full disclosure is the uh, crimes against humanity that have been perpetrated by everybody in this group and that the most brutal things that happen, probably even including the burning on your back, Will, are done by our military and that our CIA actually, from their submarine next to uh, North Korea, launched a missile that came toward Hawaii that our Star Wars uh, defense shot down. And so it seems like the, the bad players, the murderers, the uh, the, the kidnappers are very often CIA or intelligence agency kind of personnel. The only way out of this mess is to have no punishment, truth and reconciliation. If we're going to kill them, they're going to do everything not to have uh, that happen. What we need to do is to let go of the past and uh, just tell the truth so we can get out of this mess. That's what I think we need. Uh, And Penny, I would like to hear what you think about that. Um, my gut feeling is that I would like to see them turned into cyborgs and sold to ETs like they're doing to us. <laughs> but you're but you're right. We'll never get disclosure doing that. Um, I would. I talked to Randy about that. Randy Kramer about this whenever we were at Stargate, and he just asked me what what I would like, and I said, "Well, I would like to have justice, but I know it's not going to happen." I would like to have acknowledgement. You know, it would be nice to even have a military pension. I mean, I'm 63. I'm old. I'm in bad shape. You know, it would be nice to have a military pension where I could live if my partner actually died on me because I'll be homeless when he when he passes. And uh, I don't think that's going to happen either because there are there are millions of us. And the Congress is not, the the Congress doesn't take care of the veterans they already acknowledge. So um, I told him, like I'm telling you now, I would settle for all of the atrocities to stop going forward. No more kidnapping, no more mind fracture, no more turning people into cyborgs, you know. There's nothing we do out there that cannot be done by consenting adults. And there are plenty of people out there that are stupid enough to think it's romantic and wonderful and, and would apply. Cool. Right. Thank so you. How do, we, how do we get accountability with that? How do we check if they were to agree to that? Like, you know, the, the universe is vast, right? So what are we going to do to... To make sure it's not happening again, even if they were to agree to it. Um, inspection, transparency, none of that's particularly 
Yeah. <laughs> Particularly rampant in our world today. So I just, you're just mentioned, I just made me laugh, that's all. Uh. <laughs> yeah, they, every, every time I'm on, they ask me for solutions, and I'm like, the best solution <laughs> I can come up with is call your Congress critter and say, investigate the CIA for, for kidnapping kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're behind it, and Congress is supposed to be supervising them. O- only Congress can do this. But we have to get them, we have to light a fire under their butts. Because they're not going to come up against the CIA unless they're pushed. So let's push them. This is the only weak, weak spot in the, in the whole armor that I found is that Congress is supposed to be supervising the CIA and they've abdicated. So I know they, I know they had, they found the guts to do it in the 1970s with the church commission. We need a new church commission. Yeah, I agree. I mean, most of it, consenting adults, just like, Penny said, it's just the, taking the kids, that's, it's unacceptable. And all the, I mean, everything, just the way they treat kids is just completely out of control. I mean, I keep begging my altar just to fly a ship, and just, you know, show up on in Washington. Because <laughs> I, I feel like that's... <laughs> they really shoot you down. They, they, they probably, well, well, well... They you know, would I'm, shoot I'm, you I'm, down, and you I'm and I both know it. Well, then I'll teleport out of there. Um, but yeah, no, it's, <clears throat> that's, I mean, we joke about that. I don't, that's not really necessarily going to happen, but, uh, yeah, it's going to take something dramatic, I think. And it's interesting because Randy Kramer kind of all of a sudden changed his tune to kind of being pro fake alien invasion, which I, mean, I understand from a military perspective, but I just, that's going to be a lot of innocent lives are going to be lost in that. And I don't, I just, that rubs me really wrong. So it, it, when he, when he said that at Stargate, I just wanted to throw up. And those that were in the room will remember me saying, no, the mantids are healers. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. Yeah. She did say no. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know, it's like one of the interesting things. Uh, Sophia Song Healer takes me. I had this little song. It was uh, May the warriors find peace within so the healing of the earth can begin. We have to realize that the warriors, uh, as bad as you might think the intelligence service people are that do all these horrible things, at some level they're motivated to uh, protect. That's what they think they're doing to protect our civilization. They are human beings. We can reach heart to heart and communicate with everybody. We don't have to continue dualism and hierarchy. That is the problem. Uh, dualism is not the problem. It's the pol- the polarization that's the problem. Uh, if we would bring our dualism closer to the middle and embrace each other, we would find that instead of the muddy gray everybody thinks we're going to get, we'll end up with a rainbow. Oh, well but said. 
the entire structure of reality is based on that dance, Shiva's dance between electric and magnetic fields. That dualism has to continue for us to exist. Yeah. Okay, we have like three more minutes. Who would like to share before we move the well, show music comes on. I'm sorry, what was that? It's your turn. What was that with? <laughs> your turn. I, I, this is just the people that they're going through this stuff. Uh, one thing that really helped me was starting to get a feel for your dreams. Start trying to classify your dreams. Like try to start grouping them into certain areas and ways that you feel and certain sensations and if if you're going through this stuff that definitely helped me and i ended up pulling myself out of a lot of kind of weird dreamscapes that need i needed to come out of uh and once that started happening i you know that it definitely get a bigger sense of wholeness and then you know you can kind of handle some of these more out there experiences that you know you can have that's my two cents that's your two cents. Uh, do you have a website or any uh, way for people to, or a Facebook page? Yeah, I do, not on Facebook, but you. I do have a website. It's willgolightly.com, and it's just a blog of, of my experiences. Um, that's, so that's, that's, that's pretty much all I got. That's great. And Penny, final word to you. Well, thank you for including me in this series. And I have, I had a website, but hackers took it down. So the best place to reach me is on face, on the Facebook page, Penny Bradley, comma, Nachtwaffen Pilot. Wonderful. And, yeah, thank you so guys for you, very much. So you have this, um, another, uh, what do you call it, page or not page, um, group. What's your group, real quick, Penny? Oh, my oh, group that's closed. It's it's secret. You can't even find it on a search. You have to, it's okay. by invitation only. Okay. If anybody was, um, you know, come, wants to come out or is in the Secret Space Program, how would they reach? They can contact me, but is there any way they can reach you to get some assistance? Yeah, they can. They go to my page. I'm accepting messages there. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Sasha. Love and blessings. Aloha. Remember,
Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio at FreedomSlips.com. Any commercial advertising you may hear in this program is of the sole discretion and benefit of the host of whose program you are listening to. Revolution Radio does not endorse any commercial products, nor does it accept monetary compensation for on-air advertising of commercial products, nor will it ever. We are and shall remain 100% listener supported. Any product advertising on this program are considered used at higher risk, and Revolution Radio shall not be held liable for any claims or damages received from any product advertised within this program. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. for tuning in to Revolution Radio. Here at Revolution Radio, we are listener-sponsored and commercial-free, but there still are bills to pay. In order to raise some needed funds to cover the cost, our station is offering a silver special. In the continental United States for a $60 donation, or in Alaska, Hawaii, or Canada for a $70 donation, we will send you an uncirculated 2018 one-ounce pure silver eagle. The $70 donation, uh, the extra 10 is to cover shipping, by the way, outside of the continental United States. When making the donation, you must put Silver Eagle promo in the notes on the donation. And thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio at revolution.radio and freedomslips.com. Without you, there is no less. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. Take a look around, kid. What do you see? Homes being foreclosed. People working two, three jobs just to put food on the table and still drowning in debt. Don't get me wrong. This country is founded on great ideals and principles. They've all been ruined by the banks. Open your eyes to the banks that are robbing you. You know who my favorite president was? Who? Thomas Jefferson. Because he saw all of this coming and tried to stop it. He fought the banks. JFK too, and they killed him for it. The banking institution is more dangerous than an army, he said. He also said that every generation needs a revolution, Jimmy. The American dream is just that. Just a dream. War is a continuation of politics. Only by other means. Politics is a continuation of economics by other means. This is our bank. This is our war. 